very sacred place. All right, welcome back or welcome to the Man Child Podcast. Uh, we're about struggling, man. Struggle well. Uh, and this episode I really enjoyed because I had my, my newfound via this podcast buddy, R.C. Carter of Carter Country Meets, the rancher, the Wyoming rancher. He and his wife, Ania. So R.C. and Ania Carter were our guests today on this episode. And uh, they, they're, they're just... They're they're inspiring me um, because if you if you're if you're unsure if you're on the right path with raising children um, and 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 one of the things that fatigues me is to oh you're gonna scar your kids if you do this or they're never gonna forget that well you know kids are way more resilient than we now give them credit for for whatever reason all right and they're way not tough. Uh, because we try to shade and shield them from all things uncomfortable and hard. And that ain't the way R.C. and Ania are doing business out there on the ranch in Ten Sleep, Wyoming. So we talk about uh, raising kids. We talk about the need to do difficult things, to be uncomfortable. But the, 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 uh, the rub is this. It's... They're doing it with their kids, all right? You can't sit there and, and eat a big tub of ice cream and be like, be tough, all right? That's that's called, you know, a parent at a peewee football game, right? Uh, but they're, they're, they're in it with them. One of the, the big takeaways I got from this is uh, something R.C. said was, you know, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna run on their own gas immediately. You gotta hold their hand, light the fire with them, uh, and it was a really really um, great conversation we were able to have. All right, we got people walking in here, uh, but uh, also listen, my buddy, my buddies, Patrick Davis and Sarah Davis, uh, they are finally opening the Fringe Coffee House. It's happening, the grand opening, October 29th. And uh, we're getting ready to do a collaboration t-shirt um, with the Fringe Coffee House Manchild and the Fringe. Uh, this, is, this is one of the coolest shirts we've ever made. And all 100% of the proceeds that we get when you buy one of those shirts is gonna help them get started, get off the ground. If you don't know what their mission is all about, they employ people returning home from serving time in prison. All right, the hardest deal. Listen, they, they, people have they made a mistake. They did things wrong. They did people wrong. They served time. They were punished, and it's over. And now they're trying to get their life back on track. And the hardest part is finding meaningful employment that makes you feel valued. And oh. all right, so Big Bird's in here, guys. Big Bird's in here, and he screwed up the whole introduction, but that's okay. All right, folks. Without further ado, it is time for the Man Child Podcast. Let's go. What you know about me? What you know about child? What you know about struggling well through this life? We're better together. What you know about man child? All right, welcome back or welcome to the Man Child Podcast. Uh, 
this is a safe haven from all things ridiculous and political and screaming in your face. Welcome to the Voice of Reason, and I am with two uh, guys. I will say it like this. If nothing else, and really nothing else has happened good from having this podcast, if this is the only thing that comes is from meeting and getting to keep up with the Carters of Carter Country Meets, it was totally worth the man-child experiment. I will say that. <laughs> I am, I, we are joined again with R.C. Carter, and this time with his better half, uh, Ania Carter. It's a, it's a duo, dynamic duo, on the episode. Thank you guys so much for being on the Man-Child Podcast. Well, thanks, Luke. Yes, of course. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very like you're you're really like this. That was like that was our second podcast ever. Was the first one we did with you, and it was just like yeah, it was great, man. It was just like good. It's just like sh- just shooting the shit. Your first one. <laughs> yeah, this is actually this is Andrea. This is Andrea's first uh, first podcast. So, well, there you yeah. go. Right on. Glad we could be yeah. a part of it. It's uh, it's yeah. it's. It sounds way more important than it is when people say, hey, I got it. It's almost like in the 80s when people were like, listen to my mixtape or whatever. That's what the podcast yeah. is now. There's there's, literally, there's 7 million of them. They don't matter that much. So we're not even acting yeah. like yeah. it's that big of a deal. But, you know, hopefully I pick up a lot of information from and the, the other thing is, is like what I like about podcasts is it's we're not owned by anyone. So we don't have to. We don't have to be. We don't have to say certain things or, or have a certain alignment with things because it's hard to get just raw information out of anybody anymore because everybody has an agenda uh, with the, with the way they want somebody to believe something. So that's why I like talking to guys like you because uh, you're doing things different. You're living the life you want to have. And uh, that being said, what what are you guys up to nowadays? Well, today we're just kind of uh, kind of healing up. Um just healing the legs up we've been we've been packing annie's elk out for the last few days and they're heavy so that's kind of nice not to walk yeah it took about five five pack trips up this this weekend though we actually took our our eldest son and uh we had him help us and that was, that was an experience now in itself but yeah how old is yeah. he yeah we're, we're resting up this weekend how old is your he's, oldest son he's 12 so you got him. You you you're slabbing slabs of meat on his back and having him hike him out the mountains. Well, we had some. We had him in quarters. So RC and I packed the quarters out, but we had all the other camp stuff. So I mean, we loaded him with a backpack full of gear, and I mean, we loaded him down so where, to where he was uncomfortable. We're like, you, you, we want him to be uncomfortable. It know? was really good cool him. because yeah. we bought this damn trampoline, which you know <laughs> comes with all the. You know, I don't know how anybody can get insurance with a trampoline because they're just they're dangerous. Oh, I've almost but, died multiple times. I grew up with a trampoline, dude. I, I should be dead. I, the closest I've ever been to breaking my neck, I was on a trampoline, and I may or may not have had a couple beers in me. But anyway, this our twelve-year-old, he loves pounding this trampoline, so he's got really strong legs. So it was it was kind of good, like kind of get some return on the investment. <laughs> Finally. And, yeah. Slave labor pack mule. Yeah, he carried a lot too. He he did. He carried a yeah. lot. Yeah, and he didn't. We wouldn't let him complain. We're like, oh, we will adjust. Go from you know, yeah, get it off your shoulders to your to your hips, and 
And we said one rule: there's no complaining. You know, we have heavyweight too. So yeah, we let him. We let him. We let him put a hind quarter on to feel that before he got to put all the backpacks. And yeah, yeah. Sleeping bags and fluffy stuff in his. But yeah, it was it was cool. We we hiked up. Um, we spent Saturday on the mountain. Um, just kind of getting all of our gear out and packing all of our camp out. The season ended on the 30th and, uh, he's, you know, at, at 12, he's never really been out, you know, he's been around a little bit of hunting and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's a whole other experience to be able to be around bugling elk. And so, you know, we get, we walked up there and we walked out to this little meadow and Annie says, Hey, why don't you you know, throw a cow call out and lo and behold, man, this big, big ass bull elk bugles back and he came, I don't know. He probably walked up. What do you think? Within 80 yards? Yeah. Close enough to really get a good look at him. And he was big and heavy and and he was a massive bull. He was big. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's that close to camp. He's right there. And then our son gets to see it and experience and actually get, um, you know, have, have his dad, call in a bull and see it we yeah. had our two dogs with us though yeah the dogs we've got this oh they were growling they kind of messed up our program but um <laughs> the, the elk was just looking at us like what is over there what yeah it was what pretty cool they? to see the kid you know he's like oh i yeah. could i could do that i'm like you know Cameron, yeah. you could do this too. yeah you could you know we want that's that's the whole point like why we do this you know if, of course it's fun we, we enjoy it together but to be able to pass it down to our children and have them get excited about it too and just be able to reap the benefits of all the benefits. I mean, that that's what I'm in it for as well. I'm in it for the the pack mule (laughs) aspect of it. Yeah. We need some mules. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Richard couldn't wait for you two to grow up. So there's gotta be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying to get some more, (laughs) some more manual free labor on the, on the ranch. So now it's, it's sort of the same same deal. Did you get this elk on your property? Did you guys have to go somewhere else? Where did where did this take place? Yeah, we were we went up into the uh, into the high country, and uh, it was all public lands. You know, it was to do uh-huh. it do it yourself. You know, it's it's just yeah, it's up in. It's harder up there though. We went to where it was tougher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's less people. Um, we got a big snow in September, so the elk kind of boosted out of there. So there wasn't a whole lot going on, but it was, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just such a cool environment. You know, the, like the, the killing part of the hunting, it, it's neat. You know, you get to meet the, that whole aspect, but like the, the funnest part is just the journey and, you know, and the experience of it, right. Just being out and, you know, seeing things, cool sunsets, you know, we had a, we had a, you know, there's just uh, so many different neat things about it. And then when it comes together, you know, and you have the opportunity to harvest one, then it's, you know, then the work, work begins, but well, yeah. And if you guys follow them on social medias, on their Instagram, it, it's a, it's a freaking nature sized elk. I feel like, I mean, it's a big, big bull you guys were able to take am i mm-hmm. so annie is this something you'd always been into did you get into this after you met rc or have you always been hunting or how how'd that take place well you know when you grow up intensely you're always around hunting and hunters all the the ranchers you know it's, it's just part of part of growing up here i grew up intensely as well um 
And so I guess Arcee and I started dating golf when I was like 19. So when I was 20, I mean, that fall we were, I was following him around when he was bow hunting and he was teaching me like, oh, you got to, you know, heel toe, walk quietly and everything, everything. But I was just, I was just going to hike because I like to be in the mountains and just, I just wanted to hang out with him. So I'm like, well, this is fun. I, I, you know, I've never done this, you know. And so for many years, I would just kind of help him and follow around. And then, uh, yeah. So you guys, had, you, you're from Ten Sleep as well. Yes. And how yep. many people are? How many people live in Ten Sleep? I don't know. Three hundred. I think the population <laughs> sign town. says two sixty in town, but there's probably twice that, like mm-hmm. outskirts, you know, out of the city limits. It's pretty much agriculture, ranching, ranching community. So yeah. there's me, probably five hundred people in the area. Let me get your guys' take on this. Right. Because I've always and it's it's sort of an unromantic view of the world is like when people say, oh, your soulmates out there and you just got to find them. And there's seven billion people in the world or whatever. And here you two. How long have you guys been together? Uh, 18, 18 and a half years, 18 and a half years. So like since you yeah. really your adult uh, entire adult life. Yeah, basically. Right. I guess so. <laughs> a long, it's uh, been a long time. A long time. A long time. A long time. A, a, long time. a yeah. lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. But basically, you guys, it, you're inseparable. You do everything together. You got each other's back. And in every definition of the word, you would say you're soulmate. But what are the chances that your soulmate happens to be in the same town of 300 people? The point I'm yeah. making is yeah. you make mm-hmm. it work. Right, like you. If yeah, you, it is work. You choose. You wake up every day and you choose. You're like, okay, I choose you. Well, I think <laughs> that's like easy. the 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 most important thing is like, you know, because I got I got friends and you know everybody's married at this point. Mo- most everybody's married and you know friends and stuff. And it's like if you've got two people, because it's not easy. Anybody that tells you that being married is easy and it's just like, oh yeah, true love and this. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's the like, hardest it's thing in the world. Work. Because yeah. like everybody we're like we're, we're constantly changing as people. So it's like you have to have a partner that's like, here's the deal. We're gonna do this together and we're gonna screw up and we're gonna keep working and keep, you know, so it's like you gotta have two people that choose to grow together and evolve together, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like it's just it's it's communication's the most the most important thing there yeah there is which i've learned communication from you because i was one of the ones that just kind of i wouldn't say anything and just keep it all in but i guess as you get older you just learn to just like now you just i just say it huh i just say it she'll say it she'll say it and it's way better if you do real quick yeah way better and we don't dwell on things if something's bothering us for a couple days we're not just we just like we just Cut to the chase. Like this is bothering me. We just bring it up and we just yeah, square up we'll on it. Square like, up. The sooner you deal with your shit, the sooner you can move past it. You know. I, I think a- that's so. I it's weird. I, we we had put an article out a few months ago about like lessons from quarantine, me and my wife, and that was exactly what you're talking about. About just going right at the thing that sometimes you want to walk on eggshells sometimes and i literally have known couples that walk on or or tiptoe around something that is such a problem for decades and they resent each other for it 
And what you're saying, you hear the biggest excuse when when a couple breaks up or they get a divorce or whatever is they all oh, they just they're not the same person I met. Well, of course not. No, if they are, something's wrong. Like, right. You can't possibly be the same. Me and my wife met each other. When we were 16 years old. Same, very similar story. We've been from the same hometown, went to college together, moved all over the country with this coaching profession. But the person we are at 32 is absolutely nowhere near who we were when we were in our 20s and thank god for it right, right. But if you don't right. if you're not checking in with each other and saying hey here's where i'm at with this what do you think and, and you don't necessarily have to agree you just have to agree to let each other be who they're becoming would you agree with yeah. that yeah yes 100 you both have to accept each other and know that you're going to grow differently and grow in different ways we and we are super independent both of us and we like to do very, very different things. But, you know, for instance, hunting, this is something in hiking and just being in nature and around animals. We are very similar in that and we enjoy we enjoy that. So we really embrace um, that quality time together. It really it really helps us get. Yeah, it's a good that's a great place that we can connect is out in nature, because, you know, the interesting thing is like, you know, nobody really tells you about getting married or, you know, what that's like, or, you know, having children or, or like, yeah. it's just, it's, there's no like real good explanation for it. But like, I know I was always kind of under the assumption that like, oh, you're married now. It's like, you're kind of like one person, you know, and it's like, we think the same and like, dude, that is, could not be further from the truth. But I, I think it's like being married just taught me to be more compassionate of like other, other people's views. And like, yeah, you don't have to agree, you don't, you know, but you, you sure can get along, you know, but exactly. it's just, it's such a learning curve. There's so many lessons in it and it can be, it can be awesome if you want it to be, but you know, at the end of the day, you got, you, you have to have two people want the same thing. You can't have, you know, a rational person and an irrational person and get rational results. Like everybody's got to be in it to win it. Inside. And, and it, you could be have you know, you could be have something going on inside with you internally that reflects outside with your relationships with others, and it's just like you got to really be good with you, you know, good with you inside. And I think once you're okay with everything inside of yourself, that you can you can share with others and um, have better relationships. And so I always ask myself, you know, how am I feeling? How am I doing? I try to be good to myself because if I'm good to myself, I know I can be good to my partner or to my children. And so it's a lot of self-reflection, you know, to have a good relationship. You've got to have a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And, and, and really just being, you know, I think it all just starts with just being honest with yourself. And so you got to kind of tune like the rest of like, everything that's going on out there in society and friends and family, you know, you gotta be, it, none, nobody really, nobody else really matters except for you, you know, at the starting point, everybody does matter, but you gotta be brutally honest with yourself. And I just see like so many people, like, I feel like so many people have got, uh, there, there's like two sides to them. And there's like the person that they look in the mirror at and then the, there's the person that they go out and portray to be you know to the rest of the world and it's like the closer you can get to you know portraying that true self like who you are in the mirror mm -hmm. 
to everybody, then you like you can go out and you can get some, you can do something that's real because everything else is just kind of pretending, you know. Well, and, there, there's a, there's there's more ways to pretend and to create almost like a big time wrestling persona, and you go around and you're just that person. I mean, I don't think we've ever thrown around the word brand more than we do now oh that's just that's on brand that's his brand that's the type of person and it's no this is something you created and you constantly fluff it up for people to to convince everybody uh that's who you are and but the other thing on the flip side of that i want to get your guys's perspective of this is when people talk i i fundamentally disagree with the statement who you are is or characters who you are when nobody's looking because i think we need to give ourselves a little bit more grace to be able to work that out when nobody's for sure. Because sometimes you're just like, Oh my gosh, look at me. I know I'm, I'm a total phony. I'm a, I'm, I'm a piece of crap, whatever, because that's who I really am. If everybody knew who I'm an imposter when, when really from personally, my stuff is, is it's in search of who I want to be is so I'm doing all of this dirty work behind closed doors and 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 i have to give myself some some room some breathing room to deal with that like it because who i am really is it's what i act on i can have all kinds of great intentions or great thoughts or or really really terrible thoughts but it's really what i end up acting on and how i treat people to me is who i am yeah it's like allowing your you know you can tell a lot by like how people's actions line up with with what they say you know and if you you know people you know actions are more powerful than than words but you're you're right i mean nobody's there like nobody's nobody's got it figured out and so you do have to be you know it's like it's just being patient like everybody's do everybody's going through the same thing everybody's just trying to figure it out and, you know, I guarantee you, like, nobody, even, like, you know, these presidential candidates, I guarantee you, they don't have it figured out. No. Nobody does. Everybody's doing the same thing. But, like, why do we got to pretend like somebody does have it figured out? Because, you know, that's, like, measuring success by, like, how many people are behind you. Like, well, I know more than you do. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. If we all just speak, speak our own truth and actually try to live our truth, like, yeah and just go with the flow <laughs> like Hello, what, man. what i'm always like what 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 kind of you know what path am i supposed to be following you know i just it it'll come to me i know it will if i just allow it i i know it'll come i know if i dig deep and like try to find truth in everything and try to show truth even if it's uncomfortable which most of the time it is for me <laughs> then uh yeah that means you're going the right way yeah, that's. And it, it, I go with feeling everything. If I if I feel, it, it just any sort of good or bad or any sort of feeling, I'm just like, what what is this teaching me? What am I getting from this? I'm getting. Either way, I'm gonna learn. You know, so. Yeah, going with that that sixth sense, that gut feeling, but like I think that's the the key is just like going like pursuit of truth. You know, for in yourself first and then in people and you know, and then business and, and everything. But if you pursue the truth first, then it's all about just being patient, you know, cause we, we give ourselves anxiety cause like something pops up and you're like, I want the answer now, you know, cause like 
us, like we fix, we're, we, we solve problems, you know, and there's always problems on the ranch and problems in the family and just, you know, this and that and the other. And if you're just, you got to be patient with it because like, we got faith that like you get the answers when you need them and just be okay with that and be like, it'll come the answer. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll know which I'll know whether I need to go left or right when the time comes, but you don't need to get like overanalyze things be able to put that away and just kind of go with the flow of the day while rather than just you know stressing on it you know touch on it dip into it and that's why i, I love doing like i love this i love sitting in the sauna because it's like that's in, in doing cold dips because that's like a great place that you can really focus a hundred percent of your attention on like on the problems and then just tune them out and shut it off mm-hmm to be able to touch on it and get it senseless worry i'm not yeah i i'm more of a physical meditator <laughs> i go on runs or go out in nature just be by myself and annie ran she did this thing with her friends and they ran 32 miles Good Lord. i don't know miles. it sounded terrible to me uh, it was great it was one of those things where you just you just see what you can do your body can do you're like all right body what what can you do i'm gonna i'm giving you I, every tool i have so let's let's push ourselves. Let's see. But well, yeah. she's ten years younger than me, so it's my my car. No, I'm five years. Five years right. younger than oh, me. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> ten years. Okay, you can she, say ten. She's well, yeah, like miles wise, she's ten years younger than me. I put a lot of miles on these legs. My cartilage tells me no. Of strong joints. <laughs> I just tell myself that. I why is my body so healthy? Why is my body so strong? You know, I believe there, it. I believe I believe that I can heal quick. I I actually tell myself. I can heal. I can be strong. I'm happy. I just, I just give myself affirmations all the time. I just have constantly done it, but I've done it since I was young because my mom was like that. So we're just well, like, I was just about to ask, how do you learn? About especially, especially yeah. it seemed now, and I don't want to sound like an idiot here, but especially, uh, as, from a female's perspective, his, the, the theme, the, the social societal theme is that you're, you're very, um, cursing of your own body a lot of women that's like that's the thing you're supposed to do oh i hate my legs i hate my whatever i hate my body i i'm a all this but you you you've learned the importance of affirming it and mm-hmm. that's that's a rare thing and that you said you that came from your mother yeah yeah my mom she was always reading some book on health or um, something on positivity or some like handwriting analysis book, or maybe like palm reading. I mean, she was into everything. She was constantly learning and um, she's a single mom. So she was, she was very inspiring to me because she could do everything. Like she's an artist. She can, she can ride horses. She can, she provided for our family and she did it all while having fun, you know? And, she just said, she would always say, just be positive. She said, your words have power. Don't ever even, don't even put attention to anything that's negative because that means you're, you're giving it, you're giving it um, life. Why would you want to give that life? And she, she would always tell me just like, don't feel sorry for yourself. I don't feel sorry for you ever. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. You know, she, she just said that stuff. So it was, it was, it just came, it's, it comes naturally for me. Yeah. Because it was told to me younger, you know, anything that happens when you're younger is sticks with you. It's like a programming. I was, you know, she programmed programming, me pretty well. Sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she totally programmed me and I, I appreciate it, but I try to live that way because it really does work because I've had ups and downs. I've had times when I've just been real hard on myself and it doesn't work when your mind is goes negative or if your mind goes <laughs> any direction that doesn't feel good, it affects you physically, not only mentally, it affects you physically and it's happened to me. I, I mean, so the power of the mind as is incredible it it really is because you just set your mind frame and seriously you can you can direct your you can direct your life you really can you guys both are very in tuned with um the importance and the power if you will of making yourself uncomfortable and the things that reveal themselves when you put yourself in a lot of discomfort uh, where did that, and now it, it, it's, it drips down into the way you want to raise your kids, uh, the importance of being uncomfortable. Where, where is that just experience? Where does this, where does that come from? This fundamental belief that you, you got to find ways to make yourself uncomfortable. RC left, but, um, I'll <clears throat> be back. I think, I, I think I got to where to be uncomfortable from RC for sure. And I know he got it from how he was raised. But um, R.C. was, he constantly, <laughs> since we've dated, put me in uncomfortable positions and spots and things that I didn't experience because I grew up with women, three, you know, two sisters and my mom. And so I wasn't doing these, I wasn't doing things that R.C. and his family were doing or his brothers. And so when I would hang out with R.C., I, um, or even dating, we would do just, I mean, we would stay out super late or we go on crazy long hikes or we would live in a house without any heat and cows coming in the front door and snake skins in the, you know, in the carpet. And, you know, it'd be co just going through all the extremes and weather with him and just, I mean, we have so many stories, so many struggles. Oh my gosh. But it was all from dating RC, but it was challenging, but I mean, it always made the best stories and always like you grew, you learned. And you're like, now when you do something that's, easier you're just it's it's so much easier so definitely i get all that from rc i think she's had it's just like a different it, she's had a different struggle than than i had but i was like just raised we were just raised with the we were raised in physical struggle you know just by being on a uh, hard luck outfit ranch where things just had to be done and you know, you just you just did yeah. it because that's what that's what you, mom and dad did. You were more on a physical struggle. Oh, I guess like I've had mental struggles, a lot of those, but you're definitely more physical struggles with was when I yeah, was you. Just like being cold and being hot yeah. and you know, overworked and underpaid. Yeah. And all that so all I, that stuff. But I guess it depends like uh, from a mental struggles and physical struggles if you have a lot of those which both of us have had growing up in ten sleeps and intense sleep and then with our our families you put those together and i don't know with the with a pot with your positive attitude and outlook and just love for everything around you it it i don't know we just have so much growth i feel and so much appreciation for everything around us yeah and, uh, i mean it makes you appreciate everything it's like it, it almost seems like a, like recent growth you know like yeah. just within the past 
few years, you know, the, like the mindsets have changed and how we operate and what we do. And, you know, cause like growing up and struggle, like it just sucks, man. It it's does. so hard cause you don't understand and you just think this is what life is. And this is just like, this is terrible. But and instead of playing the blame game, I'd never wanted to play the blame game. I never want to blame anybody or anything for what has happened to me in the past. You know, I, I'm like, how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? This is obviously my path. I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to go this way. So I, you know, I, I look at it as an opportunity, you know, to, to become who I am supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I try to look at it anytime I have struggle or anything that's taken from me or, or just events that, that have happened. They're like not fun. It's like, you know what, there's a reason for this. I have to learn this because it's going to get me to the, to the place where I need to be to where I see truth in myself. And see, I never, yeah. I never was like that. Like I was always just like, okay, what's, so what's, what's the path of least resistance? Like what's the easy way mm -hmm. out of this deal? Cause this sucks. And then, you know, just as you get older, then you realize, you know, you're thinking back on your memories and stuff and you really don't remember all like when it was easy, like you remember the, you just remember things sucking. And then, but after the fact, that's what the, the suck is what made it worthwhile. Yeah. because of like the the lesson that you got out of it at the time you know it's you just want to run away <laughs> you know you want to get get the weight off of you but you know it's like i, I did a, a deer hunt with a, a good friend of mine and we packed and he's got pack goats right so these pack goats you can put you know 60 pounds on these pack goats and we went up into the high country and shot a he, he he had the tag he shot a really massive buck deer great trip and these goats shelled out on us on the way out so the next thing i know i'm like these stupid goats and i'm looking at myself and like they were just like they were they were just tired and wore out next thing i know i'm like i'm looking at these goats i'm bringing up the tail end and they don't have any weight on them. And I had like a hundred, I had, I had, I think I had close to 120 pounds on my back. And I'm like, maybe these goats aren't so stupid. Yeah. And, you know, it was just like, but, you know, we're just thinking about it. And I was like, okay. So what do you mean? The goats we... just quit on you? Two of them quit. And in, in fact, we ended up having to, <laughs> one of them was hurt. So we ended up having to, it was a bad deal. Like we had to put one of the goats down up there. Oh, no and it was way. just like, oh, dude, it was like, it was like 36 hours from hell, but in the middle of it, you know, you're just like, okay, how do you keep, cause it's really easy to just get like poo pooed and, you know, negative about it. And like, this sucks. And I'm like, you know, this, this is actually, so in the, in that shitty moment, I'm like, this is what we're going, this is, this suffering is what is going to make this trip the most memorable this is what it's going to, you know, we're, this is why I'll remember it for the rest of my life. And then like kind of flipping the script and being like, this is what makes it worthwhile is how terrible this is. And it, it helps you to get through it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's almost like, I just can't stop with the idea that everybody saw you leaving, going heading up the mountain with what, three goats? How many goats do you have? Yeah, we went up with three goats. <laughs> you come you don't get with, much. You come back with two. and You, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, go, you don't get much. You don't get much respect in the hunting community from uh, with pack goats. Like the dudes that are riding horses and mules, they like look down on you like whatever yeah. goat packer. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's llama people too, right? They they pack the llamas up. 
and all that? Have you seen those guys? Yeah, they did. I've never been around the llamas. I, I well, like I've never been around pack goat. llamas. I just know about the time a llama spits a one of its because llamas spit, and about the time one of those things like spits on my neck, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah, you so, down <laughs> with the goat. People be like, "Listen, bud, I got a cure for that." It, it, it's really like the more you struggle, it 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 recalibrates your reference point. And every yeah. time, really, everything you're encountering in your reality, you're comparing to your reference point as to what's good, what's bad, what's cold, what's hot, what's hard, what's easy. And if you keep pushing that, uh, everything seems, the, the real estate as to what can make you happy just seems to keep, keep increasing. So, like, I, that's where I, like, no, I don't think anybody in their right mind is like, you know, let's see how miserable we can make this. But when you do something that's that's very miserable and then you come out on the other side of it, it's like it's like you added another piece to your puzzle and it just keeps getting larger and your territory as to what your turf is, this is part of my thing. Like I I all of this is in my wheelhouse now and I feel comfortable within all of this. So you just and you almost create this craving to keep pushing that boundary you guys strike me as people that that are totally online with that yeah i agree i I mean you just think i'm not we're not looking for struggle by any means but we accept like let yeah let's go do that like we're we're almost spontaneous like oh my gosh we could do that let's do it let's just go with the flow and see how it see how it pans out but uh we're not afraid to try you know, because of the struggles we've had, we're like, we can, we can overcome so many things because of the struggles we've had. Yes, it's yeah. a little staircase, but it helps us um, progress and advance in our own well-being, really. And it, to go well, ahead. and you can, I mean, you see, like, through adversity and conquering adversity, you see your bandwidth and your potential grow of what you're capable of, because you can see it like. I look at my dad, us, and then our children. And it's like, you know, I see what my dad, like these tasks he takes on. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, he's like, so tough. Why would, we do, why would we even do that? <laughs> but that's why I am where I'm at is because he's like, we're going to take a thousand cows. There's going to be four of us and we're going to go 32 miles with them. And you're like, what? Like, why? I wouldn't even start that. We wouldn't even start. I wouldn't even start that task because you're like, I don't think we can do it. But then he does it, and by God, by you know, end of a couple of days, you did it. And then I, we look at the kids, and you're like, go out and mow the yard, and they're like, what? They're the like, whole yard? They're like, you got, like, you yeah. got to pay me, and I'm like, what? No. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's it's trickling down, though. I noticed like the generations before struggled way more, and then us, and then our children. It's like you know, you you see why you they say you don't have as bad as we did. You know, I walked. Five miles backwards to the bus, you know. Well, so many people now have got physical or have mental struggle minus the physical struggle. And I think the physical struggle is such a powerful tool to teach you how to deal with the mental struggle. And there's so much awareness about, you know, everybody has so much information given to them right now. So children have access, even at young age, I mean, not just children, but 
young adults have access to all this information so they are understanding about mental struggle and all this and they almost play into it and use it as an excuse i feel I, and so like before way back when you know they you get enough they had information no to label it and to excuse yeah. it but not enough information yeah. to deal with it yes and then it just it seems like god they're just like they're not tough <laughs> they, they don't have man. to be tough they don't have to because they have an excuse and exactly. they don't have to do the work and it's it, that that's where all the information sometimes I, I feel that's out there is detrimental well if you don't have to deal with that stuff that's what yeah. that's what helps us to deal with the mental is because when you do something hard physical like first thing you got to do is you have to cross that line in your mind to say i'm going to do this so there's mental physical toughness is accompanied with mental toughness and with this massive lack, like, dude, let's face it, people are soft. Like, they're, they're, people are just soft. Yes. Like, everybody dodges, why, why didn't you do that? Well, because it was hard, yeah, so you didn't right. even try. And it's like, so you're missing this mental lesson to be able to take on, you know, the, these mental challenges. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know where that, I don't know where that will lead us as a country and as, as, as human beings. But to me, it seems like we should encourage that. We should encourage mm -hmm. people like don't have a robot cookie breakfast. Like you should do, do the hard <laughs> thing. Don't have the drone pack your gear up to the, up to the top of the mountain. Like, well, that, that's why things, things seem so chaotic because it, it is like offensive to ask someone to be uncomfortable or to make the ask them to do something they we've never begrudged toil more than we do right now in the history of mankind like it was mm -hmm. it's it's and, and i think it's it's so much responsible for our lack of mental health or this onset of all these mental issues that everybody says that they have and and instead we 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 play more into it. that's why I, the 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 stance that Micah Fink has taken on mental health to me is the most sensible way I can I see out there right now, and just hundred percent just agree. Okay, deal with it. Work. I'm sorry that that happened. What do we do now? You know, deal with it. Yeah, and, and that's not yeah. that's not insensitive. If anything, that's more caring than anybody because everybody else just wants to write you a script. And hand you a check right. and say, that's, yeah, that's you're a broken. Hard love, you know? There's yeah. no solution in that. I mean, because like, it's just like, okay, this happened. Now we're just going to keep you in the same place and just basically throw filters over your eyes with scripts and, and basically, you know, condone it. And it's like, well, I guess you're just going to have to stay in this place the rest of your life because you are damaged. Right. And so there's no acceptance that like you can actually heal from that. There's actually a lesson in that that you will make you stronger if you, but you're you have to make the choice to suck it up mm -hmm. and do the hard thing and get through it, yeah. grind through it, and it's gonna be hard. But that's where, at the end of that, you know, at the end of that press, that forge, you're gonna come out stronger, and it's it's just such a weird place. That this whole this everything everything's at. I mean, I don't even. Like, we're just like sitting in our little bubble up here, you know, face mask free, and and watching everything that's watching this country bicker and fight and melt. And it's just like I don't even feel 
we don't even feel like we're part of it. Like we feel like a different species, you know, that's just watching this shit go down. It's like, oh my gosh. Like I would love to take a bunch of these people and just like go out and build some fence and put some blisters on their hands because I guarantee you they'd have a different perspective on life once you did that. Because they probably have never really done anything that's like that's hard, you know, other than deal with somebody's trolling their Instagram account. Yeah. Well, and the other. And just like with that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, just like I was gonna say, how we parent our kids. You know, they're like, "Why are you making us do this? This is hard." It's like, you know what? If we didn't love you, if I wasn't doing my job as a parent, you know, I'd be doing a disservice to you. Like, it's my job to teach you. It's my job to turn you into adults. You know, I tell them like when they when they get back at me, just like or try to get at me, like why why do we have to do these hard things? It's like it's part of the process. You'll thank me when you're older, really. Yeah. But you know, yeah. we we try to also incorporate this with our our children, and hopefully they'll pass it down too, because that is our job. Like seriously, what we're here for is to hopefully teach keep, them to be yeah. independent. Yeah. The sooner the sooner these kids can be independent of us, like I mean, that's that's the point of raising kids is like to raise an adult like that's yeah. your job yeah so the more you can teach them the quicker you can teach them that the more they can learn to stand on their their own legs and and you have to show them not only can you say it, i mean you have to physically show them so that's another reason I like hunting and doing things with rc and, and on the ranch and just working i am physically showing my children that i'm capable and then i can get through struggle i can get through hard things with a good attitude and yeah, just all, all the all the stuff that, that the ranch and the outside provides that they're physically seeing, not only hearing it from me, they're seeing us do it. Yeah, they don't I think listen. that's important. They don't listen. They just imitate. They imitate. Well, you sure. sent me a message. Actually, it's so it's incredible you guys bring this up because I wrote it down because I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Back in the summer, I just kind of checked in after after we had done the podcast. Hey man, how's it going? And that kind of thing, back and forth, corresponding. You said I've. Uh, you said long dusty days. I think you guys were either driving them or it was uh, branding season or whatever. And you said, I've realized a parent needs to suffer beside them. Talking about your own kids. <laughs> dude, that was mom yeah. and dad yeah. got to hold their hand until they light their own fire. Is what you said. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. Like yeah. the truth. We. Uh, it is like a constant. It is. Yeah, so that was, uh, well, that deal, that was, so Annie's family's got a, a ranch uh, south of Tensley. And so they've been, they've been, they had this big cow gather. So we went out to assist and it was, what, was that seven it, days? It was like, we moved the cows 38 miles, about roughly, um, from, in through the Badlands all the way up to my family's ranch and um it's it takes we didn't know how many days it would take because we decided to take the whole group of cows and just the family take the kids stay the night along the way you know um it with was, the cows it was hard and we it's the first time we had done it with all of us and it, it was really hard especially when you have young calves and mean mamas mean cows yeah charging you and <laughs> heat no nowhere to get shade and you're thirsty and I mean, there was there was a lot. Of well, lot I mean, just to get water, struggle. you know, it was really cool because everybody at some point or another lost their shit and oh, just gosh. had full blown meltdowns. And, and we all had to oh, witness each best. other. And we all just, up. yeah. I mean, it, everybody, Annie and I included, just like I mean, it was just so <laughs> hard. But really, as a parent, you're just like you just kind of want to because 
well, you've already done it once as a as a kid to learn that lesson. But then to go do another, go do a hard thing, with and then children. have to add the complication <laughs> of you know dealing with the other personalities and these you know doing the hard thing while teaching your children the lesson. You know, it's it just it was it was terrible, and and you know, it was like the I guess the one of the the thing that sticks in my mind like the best payday was like so in order to get water uh grandpa sam and his grandpa he had this like old 1920s milk jug what do you use is this stainless stainless steel milk can yeah probably holds like seven and a half gallons 10 gallons of water and so you had to crawl into the back you had to climb up over the trailer into the back of his pickup and then with a a ladle like (laughs) ladle out some piss warm water out and so, like, when the kids were thirsty, you wanted to drink, you got to go ladle some water well, you, out. You fill like, your water bottle with a ladle. Kind of do- dodge, dodge the bugs and, and get it. And, and when we came home, like, our oldest comes in the house and he's like, he turns the faucet on and fills up his cup. And he's like, man, it is so nice to just be, to have running water. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is and nice. Like, oh, yes. You're right. We did our job. It <laughs> is nice to have running water. What a yeah. bonus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we. We signed up for that. I mean, we were, we were we wanted to do that for the experience for our children so they can experience. So we can give them the opportunity to struggle. We want them to, but we will be there with them. But that's the reason we do it. Of course, it's it's wonderful and being out with the cows and nature and sleeping under the stars, everything that comes along with it. But and after- we're teaching our children. This is less. These are so many lessons that they that can be provided just by doing it you know so. yeah and after after about day three the kids kind of you know everybody kind of starts getting into a rhythm and yeah. <laughs> you know the, the kids kind of become trail broke and right. uh, you know you just kind of start you kind of start to flow and then you get to you know there's these moments you know the majority of the day is just kind of monotony and dusty and hard but there's these this moments of like magic you know i, I love it when they took like old pop pop bottles they'd fill them full of rocks and shake them and that would scare the cows and then they started throwing bombs at the cows so they would you know they just invented these little tools to help further those cows along but watching them have fun like trying to hit the back of a cow with their their bomb you know it it was so entertaining and that really entertained them along those long stretches you know that yeah. it was it was good and then we found some water that was just complete mud water and they were so excited they just got in it and i mean <laughs> they had they had a lot of yeah every night we'd come fun. we'd get in the sleeping bags and just pick you know the game was like how many ticks do you have oh, on oh. you you just like find the ticks you know and i know you just we just knew like everybody check for ticks before you get in bed and sh- <laughs> i mean everybody had it's just it was just part of the routine you know <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good, though. But I mean, it is it is, you know, it's refreshing to see, you know, you've got to suck it up as a parent and do the hard thing and relive the suck so that they you know, you got to give them a little bit of your fire. And then you have those great moments of magic where you just see they've kind you know, they've they're doing it themselves and enjoying it. And then they you know, but it's not like, oh, now you got this and we're moving on. Like it's just moments, but each time they they figure it out, you know, it lasts a little bit longer, a little bit longer, until at some point, you know, they they're responsible for their own fire. Right. But as a, a as a parent, like that's what we're we're supposed to teach them these lessons, and 
you know, to embrace the suck and, you know, that, that it, it, it is okay to be miserable because you'll, you'll get through it. You just got to, you know, figure it out. You just got to trick your mind into how am I going to get through this? What do I got to tell myself mm-hmm. that I'm going to be okay and it will, it, this, is, this will be more worthwhile yeah. because it's hard? And they, they kept saying, are we there yet? Are we closed? I'm like, we'll get there when we get there. Because I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't know how far we can make it today. It depends on, you know, the situation. The cow's like, I don't have an answer for you. And boy, my kids do not like to hear that. They want to know A, a to Z, you know, like how, I, how does. when exactly. do we how just stop? And I'm out. like, we'll get there when we're done. When, when, when yes. we're done for the day, I, I don't know. And just them having to, that, just that, having to answer that question or try to figure out that in their mind was super challenging for them. Oh, that's uh, yeah, and, and that, that's a that's a human deal. Like yeah, that's yeah. everybody wants to know duration. Everybody wants like our our biggest thing when we try to facilitate uh, a training session that is really mentally mentally rough on college athletes. The number one thing that they want to know is how much, and because you can you can create your own fuel economy to deal with that. And my my one buddy. He, he did 31 years as, as a coach in the NFL, and he just took a uh, position training uh, Marine Special Forces, and the, that, that's the cutoff. He said the guys that are in this can deal with unknown duration. The guys that get cut out or they fizzle out are the ones – because you don't know, is, is it going to be this intense for 10 minutes or 10 hours? And if you don't know the answer and you can figure out how, a way to deal with that – then you then you're there and that to me is what people they your fire is a great metaphor for what you're talking about build your build their light their fire until they can sustain it their own but a fire requires constant attention and yeah. if you're not constantly monitoring it and putting another log on or whatever to, to sustain it it's going to burn out no matter how hot it was at one time and I think sometimes when people think about mental toughness is it's it's this finite thing. It's a final arrival point. Oh, now you're mentally tough. And because there's been it's it's I've been in, in phases and in little loops where I was doing a lot of hard stuff for a, a, a good period of time and everything else seemed kind of easy. And then you get a break from that and then you start to enjoy you sleep in a few a little bit longer you you go yeah. out to eat a little bit more and it, it's just like like annie you you went on a 32 mile run if that's the last time you ever do that you're not going to be great at running three years from now right like it's, right. You, you, right. you have to continue to do it and i think some people think like well once i once i do this once i get over and to keep referencing micah fink is you know once you get over that mountain guess what there's another one (laughs) another mountain yeah so i i think it's really important that people understand that this is something you constantly have to yeah pour there isn't a cap you You know it's it's there's it's not not everything's attainable and and it's okay i always tell myself like you don't have to know everything. You don't have to attain everything. You just have to be good with where you are now and what you've learned and what what's what's become of what you've learned, you know, and how you, how you project yourself and how you move through this life with the lessons and with everything that has been given to you and how you 
show it and present it to the world. Yeah, you know, with, with, it, with enough you, push. So it's almost like you're living for now, of course, which people say that all the time, but um, you're, you're okay with the present moment, but you know that there are more mountains and it's not necessarily, there's a cap. There's not a cap. You know, so there's, you're never going to never be there, be so you got to be okay with that. Like yeah. it's never over until that last day. Yeah, you know, and, and you and suck then, that last breath in. That's when it's over. But I think it's it, it's all about you know having having some balance there too, knowing when to push and knowing when to rest, but yes. not getting into the just too because it is comfortable. You know, comfort is is great, but it's more rewarding when you learn to say, okay, it's time to push again yeah. and go. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I got to relate like a really pretty amazing story that was, uh, we're, so we're, we're pretty close with the, the Finks and Micah and, and Mackenzie. And, uh, we we're staying with them one morning and I just come out of the bathroom and everybody was like, Hey, we're doing push-ups." you know, we're going to max and Micah, Micah's little boy, oh Micah, Micah Jr. Like, dude, this little fart is so tough. Like he, what do you get? He, 100 and, he did 102 pushups and it, and he, but you know, he had to take time and stop and stretch out. And, and I mean, he, he was mentally pushing himself, his, his body, he was physically, you could tell he was, it was so hard. I could not believe he did 60 the more than he should have. I mean, he should have just been like, okay, I got this many. Now I tap. Yeah. And it was like so amazing. Cause I was like, I watched it. And I was like, they're like, like they're like, you're up. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. I gotta, this six year old's going to outdo me. And so then I get out there and I was like, you know, okay, you just do as go till you can't do one more. Yeah. And, and that the, what you have to do is that that mental is you're like you know you 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 bang out that first 75 and then you're like okay and then you get 15 more and then 10 more and then seven and then you and shake then five <laughs> and then but we've been yeah. doing that since since that day and it's like man if you can just like all you got to do is do it it's only one set of push-ups but it's to fail Till you can't get one single more yeah. and, and putting yourself against yourself, not against the number, but it's you against how many can I squeak out? Because mm -hmm. then it, but it, it comes back to that being honest with yourself and like, because you know, when you quit yourself, you're like, ah, I could have probably got five more. But when you just suck it up and go to, you're like, I laid it all out there. It's really empowering because it, it's like, it's a beautiful thing that you like, I did you prove you have to reprove it to yourself every time, you know. Yes. It's same with jumping in cold water and doing a cold dip. It's like I probably could have stayed longer, but invariably you always do tap or you'll turn into an ice cube. Yeah. But so you, you don't know until you try, and that's the the beauty in it is like you've you've got to take that step to actually say, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to yeah. do this. And just getting to that point is hard. It's so hard. But you, you're, we're doing hard things. And that was a really cool experience for us. Yeah, for sure. And we can incorporate get, it. How did you get to know the Finks? How did you get in, in contact with them? Uh, we've, got, we've got a mutual friend. And she was just like, hey, you guys should you guys should talk like you guys both have really good ideas. You guys should connect. And so we met and uh, we just we've stayed pretty tight ever since. 
just you know yeah. talking philosophizing yeah. and going out and doing hard things together <laughs> when we whenever we can and it's uh yeah it's pretty cool yeah speaking of constantly you, you you know pushing yourselves you're, you're pushing you're pushing the business right now you're building you're building into it right you're building a brick and mortar spot there in town yeah that was that was kind of the, we were supposed to get on at 7 30 but i was i got up at like 4 30 this morning and i was so fired up and i was like we're gonna build this uh we're gonna build this butcher sh- we're building a butcher shop you know so because we're looking at like the world and what's going on it's like you know, once you get your 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 house dialed and your family dialed, it's like, where do I find security? And I, uh, you know, just looking towards food is like, man, our community as a as a whole is pretty vulnerable because we really just depend on we depend on the grocery store, you know, um, to to a large extent. The community does, so we've decided to we bought purchased a little piece of dirt in town, right in the heart of Tensleep, and we're gonna build a butcher shop. And so we're just like kind of today was the day, you know, we got the elk out and it's like got the bandwidth to focus on this stuff. So we started, you know, dragging equipment around and just we, we've we've started. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, we want to we just want to like build our community up and contribute yeah. to it. You know, we obviously want to be profitable. You know, you do have to make money, but it's like the real intent behind it is to you know, be able to take cattle from this area and feed the people in this community. Like we shouldn't be relying on Cisco or food services to bring beef that, you know, quite possibly originated in Brazil or Australia to feed our, our community. It's like, we can be way more efficient than that. So it's kind of the, kind of like the process. I mean, we're just experimenting, you know, we don't know what the heck we're doing. We just like, it feels right. So it's like, let's try something. And uh, yeah, we're moving, man. I'm excited. Yeah. New adventure. Well, it's going to be, that's going to be really cool. And I will speak from firsthand experience. Uh, having tried your guys's beef that and you sent it out to me. It's, it's literally the best I've ever tasted. I mean, it's, there's no Aww. doubt about it. It's like, <laughs> it is good. I appreciate, like it. appreciate that. Like I mean, we're, we're trying to figure it out. You know, it's really, I mean, I don't know, you know, we're doing the, we're doing this social media thing and, you know, advertising and yeah, Annie runs, Annie runs all the Instagram. She's, she basically, <laughs> she, so we're like the, the duo. RC does not like to be on Instagram, I, which I, I totally I agree with them. It's social media is very, um, that's a tricky one for relationships. Let me tell you, social media. (laughs) Kind of over it. Oh yeah. It's just like, but but we know it's a, we, if you think of it as a tool, we're using it as a tool to get our truth out there and try to, you know, to, to better, to help our family. You know, that's really what it's all about, but boy, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a roller coaster. Oh, but it's, there's so many gross things about it. But the other side, like, I don't yeah. know about you guys if it's not there. Really. Yes. Like, and we understand that. That's it. We understand the importance of it. So which we try to, you know, plan out. We'll use a, you know, we use um, tools that are able to plan out a month ahead of time so we can have that time that we're not always on it. But yet um, 
be able to plan out our pictures, plan out our what we're going to say. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's great a group tool. effort. I take a lot of pictures with my iPhone, and then we have some. I mean, other other people that bring in pictures, and we we just yeah, we just try to collaborate and try to make it like flow. That's my word for the 2020. Just make it flow. Just flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, though, you know, like just like talking about the social media. And so you can we can we can buy these ads, you know, and we do the promotions. We've got a great team that helps us, you know, do do that stuff. But it's like, dude, that I don't I don't understand how it's legal. Like the analytics and the, the data that whole this whole thing of like selling people's data. I mean, that's basically oh, yeah. what. Yeah, Google and and it's like I just feel real dirty about that <laughs> part of it because it's like, oh, it's so shitty. And the reality of it is, it's very expensive to do that. And you know, but like the real thing is word of mouth and yes. talking to people yes. and making like this that real connection with people. You know, so we're just like figuring it out and like trying to say like. Is there a way that you can, you know, use these tools, but really focus on the real part of it, of like making, you know, human connections with people and, and having the conversations rather than just pumping out, a, you know, another stupid ad like everybody else is doing, you know, and letting, you know, FedEx and, yeah. you know, Google and Facebook do it for you. Because it just doesn't, it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't have a feel. You know, it just does not connect as well as, you know, really having a forming relationships with people and trust. Because that's what it comes down to is like, do you trust what you're buying? And, you know, you, I just I'm very, very skeptical of anything that's out there, you know, unless you can touch it and feel it or, you know, somebody firsthand or, you know, at least through a good friend that can vouch for it. How do you know? Because there's so much bullshit out there. And, you know, it's just kind of like a game. Everybody's just kind of playing the same game. And it's just a, you know, it's just a bunch of words that if you, if there's nothing behind it, then like, how do you know if it's, they're not lying? Because there's a lot of that going on out there. So we're just trying to figure it out and, you know, evolve, evolve into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, there, there's, yeah. I hope, and I'm running out of time here because I got to go back into work here, but uh, the, this is i hope this is your guys is it's another shot in the arm to kind of for people to realize that it's okay to to be uncomfortable and to go do difficult things and the other thing that is kind of i'm i'm a little nauseated by is this whole belief that like oh i just can't wait for 2020 to be over well what what what's going to change when it strikes midnight mm -hmm. on december 31st we're we're still going to be in this world so yeah. you might as well just prepare your mind um for the long haul and yes. your guys's perspective and what you're doing and the honesty that you're building it it's it's refreshing is an understatement and i really appreciate it yeah luke appreciate the time man and it's yeah it's always it's always great chatting chatting with you and uh you know just figuring it out yeah this was fun thank you absolutely appreciate your time <laughs> that is annie and rc carter thank you guys so much
was a very sacred place home back where I grew between three old pine trees that nobody knew and I'd close my eyes and pass the time like youngins often do but now I'm long gone completely through oh and darling you and I were made for many different things oh to live and learn and lie and have been so battered by the things that we have seen and I can feel it in the way you look at me we could pick any old old star again hell we could change our names and try to forget oh Circumstances shut us down like September does. Circumstances shut us down like September does. Nowadays without liquid relief Well, if all the buys are whiskey Then my grandma's drinks are cheap I can't afford sleep anymore Oh, and we were never made for love Our souls are far too old Oh, but loneliness needs company
Circumstances shot us down like September doves. Circumstances shot us down like September doves.